you know, how are you going to knock me for what I like? You know, you like carrots. I don't. So can I bash you for that? Your name is Yuri. My name is Stan. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So. Hi, I'm Stan Lucas, and you're watching Verse TV. Comment, rate, share, and subscribe. everyone thank you for tuning in to all the tea on verse tv and it's your girl yuri g and i'm here with our guest that i'm interviewing stan lucas the ceo of trans entertainment stan why don't you say hello to everyone that's paying attention hello everybody i'm glad to be here thanks for having me and we're grateful to have you as well yeah. um so we're gonna go ahead and kick some things off by um for our audience who may not know yet um, where are you from? I'm originally from Chicago, and I've been living in Atlanta for the last 10 years. And how has that been part of your um, part of your origin story, influencing you and your work today? Um, well, I was working <clears throat> with uh, straight hip hop artists, and it was making it, we were coming down here doing shows, um, and. Um, once I got down here, it was just inevitable because of the music industry in Atlanta that I make the move here. And it wasn't anything I really wanted to do. Um, but once I made the move here, then because Atlanta is the entertainment, really, I mean, it really, Atlanta is the black entertainment capital of the world. And it's if in anything in entertainment, I mean, you look, at all the major Hollywood studios are down here now. I mean, Tyler Perry, Screen Gems, you name it. Every major uh, studio is here. So it is a, it's an entertainment mecca. Um, but um, how I got involved with the trans entertainment part, you know, it had nothing to really do with... Um, what I set out to do. I was uh, asked to be the talent coordinator for the Atlanta Underground Music Awards. I was approached to do that. And it's just like anything, you know, they do the, the, the BET Hip Hop Awards here every year. So during that whole week, all the artists, you know, people don't really see it. Well, they never see it, but like T.I. has a party, Jeezy has a party, Gucci Man has a party. So everybody has little parties. And then it leads up to the actual taping, which is like on a Sunday night. So all week you got parties going on. So when they asked me about doing it, they were doing the same concept. But I decided instead of having these, these, these all these open mics, why don't we just have an LGBT night? And they were kind of skeptical about it, but we did it. And what happened uh, we had all these transgender artists coming to Atlanta, and it was just overwhelming. So we went on and did the uh, LGBT night. Um, and I'm not skipping a cue on that. I'm just going straight to, you know, the LGBT. But 
after that happened, then the artists that came all the way from here, they mean from Houston to Florida, New York, they didn't want to go back home. They felt like, hey, this is something we can do. And so what it made me do is I started this thing called Trans Empowerment. And it was just a showcase just while they was in town. I went to a club, Club Kryptonite, and they said, hey, you can do it. And so that's what it started out to be. But then everybody started reaching out to me uh, from everywhere. And it turned, I had trans designers, trans models. Everybody wanted me to participate. So what we turned it into was a rock the runway type event. And that is where the designer would come out and then the models that's wearing the designer's clothes. And then we had one of the artists perform. And just that whole period of doing that, um, I said I would never, ever do it again. But we're thinking about doing it again. But this time it would be a lot different because at the time I was just shooting from the hip. I didn't know what the hell we were doing. And once it was over, um, nobody wanted to steal again. They didn't want to leave. They wanted to stay in Atlanta. They wanted to, you know, they wanted a platform. So that's pretty much how Trans Entertainment actually started. And then Deb Antney reached out to me uh, because I was at her radio station being interviewed by one of her DJs. And Deb uh, was like, hey, this is interesting. Uh, I want to be part of this. You know, I'm, I like what you're doing. And she became a big supporter of what we were doing. She had my artists on her uh, radio show. We did a, you, matter of fact, we brought um, maybe 10 of the artists that was in town to her radio station. It was the <laughs> highest rating that she ever got. You scout those artists. I don't really, I don't scout them. A lot of them approach me. Um, and because, you know, and, you know, I don't, you know, I've gone and scouted a couple of artists before um, at open mics. And one thing about a lot of artists, they're not prepared for the business. And that's a big problem with this because um, when people look at reality TV shows, they think, you know, you, you, you just, you know, Nicki Minaj didn't come out of nowhere. You know, she sat up, she ran, she, she busted her ass in Atlanta for years. Rahana. So all these girls didn't come out of nowhere. They put in the work. And a lot of the, a lot of the girls do not want to put in the work. They think it's just overnight. And then there's reality that they have to be faced with. And part of reality is, I don't give a damn if you got 10,000 followers on Facebook and you sit back and you pose. Like I had girls all the time sit back and um, because it, entertainment is not, doesn't have shit to do with talent. And it really doesn't. It's a business and it's, it's, it's 10% talent and 90% business because you're molded into an image. So and, what's the like who's the target audience? Who's the like for um for your work at ten? Who's your target audience? My target audience really we don't even have we don't even cater to the trans community because they don't support us at all. 
They really don't. And I'm going to tell you our target audience basically is lesbians and studs. They are the ones that give us the biggest support. They're the ones that buy our music. And I don't know one promoter. Every promoter that books us for shows is either, uh, either a lesbian or a stud. And that's real talk. And people don't want to hear that. And those are the ones that have really got us out there. The trans community has never bought our music. They, you know, and that's the real. And people don't like me saying it, but I got to be real about it. Never. And we just did a show at uh, this club called the Eye Lounge in, in uh, downtown Atlanta. And Mimi, uh, Mimi Faust was in the audience. Because you never know who's in the audience. And that was a straight club. And the thing is, we never, we have never done gay clubs. The gay clubs have never supported us. But the lesbian clubs, like Phase One, they always have us there. Uh, we, you know, that's just the way it is. Um, when we opened, we did a show for the Brat. It was a stud that that booked us for that. You know, because the Brat is is loves trans artists, and that's how we got that. So then you say Target. I don't have a set target. What I do is just put us out there because I'm not putting us in the in a uh, in, in in any kind of category. You know, we're just out here trying to do the music, you know, and that's really what we're trying to do. And we're trying to get um, the trans artists heard, you know. And we've done tons of radio interview. We've done tons of radio, you know. But honestly. The studio I record in is owned by a stud. You know, that's the, you know what I mean? And that's our support. You know, I push, <laughs> go ahead. Where, where do your company name come from? Trans Entertainment. <laughs> um, actually, I was trying to find something that fit what we were doing. Um, because we weren't just doing music. We were dealing with models. We were dealing with uh, all kind of things uh, with, with trans. And <sighs> trans entertainment just came about. Um, really, that's it was it was something that I want. Okay, I look at. I say I want to make a ten. You know, this is what we have. We want the we want the best talent. We're a ten. We're this. And I started playing around with, you know, just 10 trans and it just came out trans entertainment network. Um, and that's pretty much what it had happened. I started doing something called T trans entertainment artists, you know, T girls, but I think the trans entertainment network, because we're branching off into more than just music, you know, we have other things going on and then we are a network for the trans community. And I'm a big supporter with that uh, as far as creating opportunities. And what's the hardest part about, about what I'm doing? Uh-huh, the hardest part, the hardest part, well, the hardest part is girls getting along and not throwing shade on each other. There's a whole, you know, it's like if you, it's like I tell the girls all the time, 
it's like when we did the one radio, we did one radio interview, and that's the radio interview we did with uh, Deb Annie. When we did that interview, that day, I saw so much shade thrown on each other. All of them. And, and that turned me off a lot about it because it was like, you know what? Do you guys realize you guys came to Atlanta? Atlanta is the entertainment capital of the world because artists bring each other on. And one makes it, somebody else makes it. And that's why Atlanta is so powerful with entertainment. Like what Tyler Perry is doing, he built a studio and he hires Atlanta talent. So it's, it's like, well, I got mine, you get yours. And that is the stuff that, that's the most difficult part of it. You know, we was at the Black Trans Advocates Convention last year, and we were the talent for that. And when they brought us down there, and that's another thing, the Black Trans Advocacy Conference, it's a mind-blowing event. It's a week-long event with a conference and all kind of workshops. I can't wait to do it again. But at the end, I wanted all the artists to get together on stage and do a unity song. And the girls just did not want to do it. They just did not want to sit in unison. You know, that's the hardest part with this. And, you know, there's nothing. Go ahead. What's the most enjoyable part? What's the most, I didn't hear you. Enjoyable part about it. The hardest part. Well, I mean, it's all enjoyable, but the most enjoyable part is when I see art, when I see them getting along and doing shows. Um, I enjoy, um, and like I said, I got involved because you know, all since I was in high school, I've only dated. You know, uh, started with the you know dating the Femi boys in high school. And I was just always attracted to that, you know. So I I I I got engaged in the community, you know. And like men, like me, you go through transition too, you know. Like trans women go through transition. So you start off with the femi boys, then you start dating drag queens, and then it just kind of, you know, there's there really there is a transition with that, you know. So. Um, I was always involved with it. Even from my high school on, I was involved with championing the cause um, because I live with it. You know, I, I, I live with uh, uh, girls and I know what they went through. And so as an ally to that and me being in a situation that maybe I can create something. And th that's the enjoyable part of it is when we all come together. But that whole coming together has to be, once it's done, like we did the Black Trans Advocacy Conference, that was so much love and unity. But now we have to take that same love and unity back home. You know, and that's the part we have to do. You know, we talk about the murders and things that go on. You know, there's a lot to that, you know, I just got bashed by a trans activist, you know, a couple of days ago, 
saying how many times did you go knock on Mayor Bottom's door? How many times did you do this? And how many times did you do that? And my question is, what did you do? You know, you, you are activists, but you're an activist when there's a murder. What did you do to help prevent that? I've gone and I've, I've been on the streets of Atlanta at three and four o'clock in the morning. And there's, I tell you what, we got a great woman here in Atlanta, Tra uh, Tracy McDaniel. Tracy is part of the mayor's uh, trans um, uh, liaison. She, they, they're not trying to arrest these girls on the street. That's the purpose. They're not trying to lock them up. So the Tracy rides at night. Do you need some help? Do you need some food? You, you know, this is what activism is. You're there before tragedy happens, you know, and that's the whole thing to that. I can't prevent a murder. And it's just like if I went to a hotel to meet a trans girl at the hotel and five guys are there and they stick me up and kill me. What would you say to that? You say, well, Stan, you went. You knew the consequences. You knew the, the, the situation. You knew what could happen. Who could stop that? You see what I'm saying? So when girls get murdered, who can, you know, it, it's, they, it, you know, it has to be some kind of common sense with it in certain situations you go into. And it has to happen. And my thing is, if you're an activist, then help create opportunity. And help <laughs> with opportunity. We what, never highlight, you know one thing we never do? We never support trans-owned businesses. We never sit back and support them because it's in the trans community, it's an envy with it. And we don't support that. And that's what has to happen. And that's what trans entertainment is. You know, I sit back and come out of my pocket because girls don't know the music business. And once they realize the music business, you know, I'm as a manager, they think that the manager is the guy that's supposed to come out of his pocket and finance things. As a manager, you work for the artists. That's like going to Target or Macy's and you're a manager, but you buy all the products and stuff. That's not what the manager do. You hire by Macy's to manage the product. So as a artists, you hire a manager to manage your product. And one of the things girls got to realize, and I tell you, anybody, go Google or go to anywhere and say, I need a manager. The first thing somebody's going to say is, well, how much money are you working with? Just the fact that I can sit back with girls that approach me about music and, and know anything. You can go to anybody and they'll charge you at least $200 an hour just to talk to you because their time is worth something. And I, I volunteer my time. And that's what I do. I volunteer my time. I help book them, excuse me, in studios. But once they start seeing how much work is involved, and you or you know this, you know, a lot of these girls, it, 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 they think that, okay, I'm on Facebook. I got 5,000 followers. I can sit back and twerk my ass and I can do this. My thing with my artist was, when I see you twerking your ass, that's fine. You can twerk your ass and tits all day. But 
put links to your music. And I guarantee what I hear, well, I don't get as many likes when I do that. When I put my music, I don't get the likes. That's what it's all about. It's really not about news. It's not the money. It's just about likes. And that's a, a mentality. When I see you, when I see artists sit back and I see these girls posting bottles of Hennessy and we at the Marquette or Mix or whatever, and we with 20 girls, me and my bitches, and we down. Out of 20 girls you pose with, you can't get five to sit back and pay $10 to see you perform. You can't get two or three to sit back and pay 99 cents to download your track. And that's real talk. You know, those are the things that that a lot of girls got to sit back and, and, and what's one of the things that social media has done and they don't know the realities of it. And when I, real quick, when I go back to talking about the Brat Show, the two girls that I, when I was approached to, about uh, providing the talent for the Brat, for a birthday party, um, the two girls that I got, well, you know, they social media all day, rapping all day. I said, hey, you think I'm pushing y'all too soon? Can you, you think you guys are ready to open for the Brat? Oh, we're going to make that bitch look stupid. We're going to show that bitch what it's about. Hell, sis, we're going to do that, sis, sus, we're going to do this. When they got, we got to Chicago at the venue, and they just froze when they started the audience. They couldn't even come out and perform. Then they quit. I can't do this no more. You know, these are real stories. You know, real stories. And But I don't give up with that. Um, I still work with the talent. And we, and, I, and matter of fact, I, I'm bringing on. Um, I have a girl uh, out of New York that's coming here, that's actually going to really help me with the A and R, with the artists. And so that's one of the things we're going to start doing. So 2021 is going to be done a whole lot different, and we're going to actually start grooming them to the realities of things. And I'm open to any artist, even if you don't have experience, but if you have a little talent, we'll sit back and deal with that. Because I believe What's the best advice you've ever received? I got is to stay humble. That's the best advice. And that works. Uh, Nicki Minaj has every right to be a bitch, but she stays humble. You know what I'm saying? And she does. And she never stops giving Lil Wayne credit, uh, Young Money credit. She stays humble. And that's one of the things the girls got to do. We did uh, Jackson, Mississippi Pride last year. And the girls coming there, not being hum humble at all with it. I mean, it turns into a disaster because people don't need you. You're not in the so when you come up there and you come out there being this bitch to the promoters or being a bitch that people got you there, because the first thing that people say is, well, Stan, I want to be paid to do my show. I need to be paid. Promoters don't give a damn about your talent. Promoters will sit back and you can say, I'm the best. Promoters don't give a damn if you're the best rider. They don't care. How many people are you going to bring through my damn door? They don't care about all that bullshit. Oh, I'm the best. I can do this. Can you drive people through my door? 
And that's what they need to understand too. They don't understand the business part. They think they, they, they can have the best talent in the world. Then I hate when I hear other girls talk about other girls being whack. Oh, Big Freed is rat, whack. But she is on. So you can talk about how whack she is all day, but she's on. And you need to, and there's a business, and she knew how to, to do the business. And that's real talk. So what's uh, next? Trans- trans- well, like I said, we have, a, uh, we, for 2021, um, I'm, I have a, a girl named uh, the house of um, uh, this girl named Tosh um, and she's going to be coming on working with us with the uh, uh, talent and that's a major thing that we didn't have is creating an A&R person um, the the um, then there's some other things we're doing too. Matter of fact, I, there's a big announcement that's going to be coming up next week um, that I'm going to be involved with. I'm actually getting heavily involved with the ballroom scene, and um, so that, that's that's going to be a big announcement that's going to be out next week. Uh, but Tosh Labeja, she's in charge of the House Labeja. I don't know if you're familiar with it, the ballroom scene, mm-hmm. and so. Um, I'm going to be involved with that in a big way. But like I said, the, they're, they're coming to town next week uh, to do a day in the life of me to introduce this. But it's not announced yet. But the House of LaBeja is part of what we're going to be involved with. And Tosh LaBeja is actually going to be helping with the talent with the music. So that's going to be a big thing. And then we're also entering the... Uh, Matter of fact, you know, and, and, and I've been approached with a reality show. Um, and I'm not sure how I want to do it because it's kind of like tacky. You know, um, it's, you know, because, you know, uh, we've done, we've been on Love and Hip Hop Atlanta uh, like three times. And the popularity of that is great because even though our segments were little or they saw you, the, it's amazing that people, when you walk into Walmart and Kroger, recognize you just from those 10 seconds. But I, it has to be done because they tried to center the show around me and it wasn't centered around me as a business. They tried to center it around me as, as Atlanta's premier training chaser. And that wasn't going to take away. And I told, I just, you know, and, and that just, and then they even, we even did a, a, a taping. You know, I approached young, you know, young Jock gave me some advice on that. If you had all the money and power in the world, uh, well, all the money and power necessary, what would you do um, or change that you feel that would most benefit the LGBT plus community? Oh, I mean, I'd take that money and create opportunity. Absolutely, that's what I would do with it. I would, like right now with 10 Cosmetics, you know, that's the new, that's the cosmetic line that we're launching. That cosmetic line is actually gonna create opportunities because it's trans run and operated. And 
it's an opportunity. It's going to be an opportunity for the for the girls to make money because we have trans makeup artists. Everything about it is all trans. I'm I'm on the sidelines while it's being done, but this is our cosmetic line is being manufactured through the same laboratory that do uh, uh, Fetty and Matt. And so we got top quality product and we, and our product is vegan based. And it's, I mean, and everybody has tested it out and we're going to be doing some tests next week and we're going to be doing YouTube and all that. But what we're going to do is create opportunities for uh, because we already have hair salons and boutiques that's going to be carrying a lot. But then there's the opportunity for girls to say, just like you, you, you got a, you got a website or, 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 you know, or Aaron, you got a website. You can just have a link to Chain Cosmetics on it. And somebody can click that link and buy the product. And what we'll do is, you know, it's, it's an affiliate affiliation program. So what you do is, but we're going to be paying the highest commissions in the business. And that is real. So when they click that link and they purchase our product, we'll do the shipping and everything. But our commissions, ain't the, I think, um, so like Mac does maybe 10% with their affiliate programs. I, we're going to be taking ours at least 25 to 30% commission on the sale. So when you do a sale with our products, I want to see you at least make $50 a sale, not $2 or $3. And, you know, when you're looking at money, and then that's an incentive for you to keep pushing our product. So we have some major things we're getting ready to do with that. But, yeah, part of it is creating opportunity where, where girls can actually sit back and actually feel like they're making money and they're not being used. And we'll do all the support we need, and we're going to give you all the support. You know, because like I said, I, my whole life, my, let, my, my girlfriend, you know, could sit, you know, say, you know, Stan, you know what? You get up every day and you can put on your pants, get out of bed, get dressed and you go hit, you can go the world with no issue. But do you know how hard it is for me to be me? And you think about that. Same thing with you, Yuri. You know, back in your transition, you know, to be you, walking down the street, people looking at you, people staring at you, guessing what that, you know, that's hard. And then have to deal with that. And I became very sympathetic about all that. And that's why when they did the react, when they came to me about the reality show, and telling me how powerful I be, well, you you're gonna be showing men that it's okay to date trans, but it's the way you was trying to portray me. Portray me as a respectable man running the business, not a guy that got all this drama coming in with girls talking about, you know, I see y'all fucking song, you know, all that. That that was nonsense to me, and they and they tried to do it, you know. Sydney Star had a platform with Love and Hip Hop New York, you know. Now it wasn't all Sydney's fault. But that's just how they stereotyped her and brought her on there just for drama. You know, the segment they did with me with D. Smith, the, you know, she was the trans uh, woman that uh, produced Lil Wayne. They tried to set up that kind of drama. 
you know, and I had never met her to that to that night we did the tape, you know, and it just turned out to be like Deb had, you know, anyway, it just came like, well, you know, this wasn't the way it's supposed to be, but that's the way they set the producer set it up. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to ask not where I live or what I like to eat or how I comb my hair, but ask me, what am I living for? In detail, ask me what I think is keeping me from living fully for the thing I want to live for. This is a quote from Thomas Merton. The actual question is, what is your goal in life? What is slowing you from achieving that goal? My goal in life is to be successful with what we do in entertainment. Um, that's the goal. The goal is to make this cosmetic company one of the top three cosmetic companies in the world. And I believe we can achieve that. Um, really, there's nothing really slowing me down doing that. Um, it's just a matter of just the marketing and the money doing it. But I have a clear goal and I have a and I, I know exactly how I want to market my product. And my goal is I'll be successful because in the trans community can be successful. And you know it's it's just like we have this uh movie premiere uh next Friday that was written by trans actresses. They produced it and it's, they starring in it. And it is an amazing murder mystery. That's the stuff I'm looking at. That just so to be- you, Huh? So what is your deepest like something that you've never shared on social media? Was something I never shared? Yeah, your deepest tea. My deepest tea, and I, I guess I can just be honest about it, is, um, and I, I, I hope this really ain't out of bounds, but um, people ask me all the time, but being a verse man is my deepest tea. And I don't have that. Um, but that's, you know, my deepest tea. And I, I don't, you know, but then if I ever, when I, if I ever came public about that, you know, I get, um, I'll, you know, you get all kind of people that say what, you know, talk about it. But my whole point is at my age, I don't have to apologize or answer anybody. I like what I like and that's what matters. And, you know, you can't control why would what you do in your bedroom affect me? You know what I'm saying? Whatever you do, why would that bother me and say, well, that's you, you know what I mean? You know, you, 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 I like what I like. And I made no bones about it. But that's the tea that I don't share, but, you know, but that's true. What are some stumbling blocks that you've encountered along your journey um, with your work? And how did you overcome it? Um, some of the stumbling blocks, like I said, is, um, some of the artists getting educated into the business and learning how to be humble. And I say that continuously because that's gonna be what, what 
turns people on about you. And it so can make ideally, a great So ideally, um, what do you want to be the legacy for your work? I, you know what? I want my legacy to be that I'm not looking to get any awards for doing anything because I'm doing it not for that. I'm doing it because it's a passion. And, you know, I love um, uh, the women and I, and I understand, I, and I've been dealing, dealing with this for a long time. So my legacy would be, hey, you know what? This was a, a guy, he was an ally. Um, he was a boyfriend. He, he, he was everything you know, to help make it positive. And that's what I would like it to be. You know, um, my main thing I want to do is I want to create uh, a TV program. And I'm working, there's a, nut, there's a network that approached me about doing something and they want content. And my content ain't going to be nothing with entertainment. My content is going to be uh, show, just highlighting every show a trans entrepreneur doing something nothing with booty shaking nothing with singing none of that it's going to be showing a real trans woman in business and highlighting her business and then supporting that business because as long as she gets business then she can hire other girls and other that's then that's the power of economics is that this community can be that way and then i get activists saying well you a man but see that's the turnoff too because when you sit back and you take an ally, that's like taking a, a, a white person and saying, well, you can't help black people. But maybe that white person is in a better position to do certain things too. Because we got black people in powerful positions that don't give a damn. You know, about jobs and economics with the black community. It's all about them getting the money. You know, you, you think Michael Jordan cares about who buy his shoes? You know, and you got people buying his shoes that can't even afford to buy the shoe. And that's where the money comes from. So my whole thing is just economics. And that's how I want my legacy to be. Hey, you know what? This was just a, this was a guy that helped us and tried to help us. And all that. I'm not trying to get no awards. I don't need no recognition with it. You know, just go to transentertainmentnetwork.com. And everything is there. You know, and, and all my links, the artists are there. And you wait, 2021 is really going to change because, like I said, I'm, I don't really run anything. I'm the guy that was behind it. But everything I do is trans women run. They run it. It's their ideas. They do it. You know, and I'm there, you know, so. And that's, you know, the whole thing, you know, I'm just. And I'm proud of what already happened. I'm, you know, when I was approached to do this ballroom thing, I'm scared to death because, you know, we're going to be on HBO with this, you know? And, but they approached me about it and we're going to take it and we're going to empower this whole community. This whole community is going to be empowered. You know, and that's what I love to see. You know, I got some ideas I want to do. What we're going to, we're going to do role reversals. I want to do little skits about uh, where the trans community is actually the straight community. And then the cis people are the queers. 
So when the cis people go into a washroom, the trans people are gonna sit back and shame them. Like, you can't come in here. It's gonna be a trans world and the cis people have to fit in. They're gonna be the queers. They're gonna be the weird ones. You know, that's that's gonna be some powerful shit I'm gonna be putting out pretty soon. We're gonna do some definite reversals and let the cis world think twice. Like, damn, really? Well, could you tell us more about this HBO work or can you even elaborate on that project? Okay, what it is, is, you know, they got the show called Legendary. Mm -hmm. And Legendary is with the ballroom scene. And so I got, I was approached and the way they approached me was, you know, they were saying, well, we were talking to different people and your name kept coming up. So we'd like you to be involved and, and actually run the uh, House of LaBeja out of Atlanta. And so they're coming in on the 19th next Saturday to um, do some filming and we, you know, just what my life is like and introduce, you know, they're putting a thing together. And they're going to be, um, we're going to be on Legendary. Um, and like I said, I, I know some things about the ballroom scene, but, you know, I just know what's going to wind up happening, especially in Atlanta. Is it's going to be a big task, and I'm looking forward to the challenge of it, you know, because there's just something else. Like I said, wouldn't just me making a contribution to this, you know. I wish you guys could be in Atlanta uh, for the premiere of this movie, Lyric. Lyric is next uh, uh, Saturday, and it's the premiere that, like I said, the movie Lyric is it's a murder mystery, and it's a, it's it's a catch to it. You know, it, it all starts about um, a trans girl getting murdered through lyrics from a song. And so the way they're going to piece it together is we got to let's check this song out and then let's piece it together to find out what the lyrics are in this song that killed her, that made somebody murder her. So you got to go to the artist that sang it and the person that wrote it. It's an incredible mystery, I'm telling you. And, and the premiere of it is going to be on the 19th. And so all this is taking place next week, you know, and it's going to be amazing. It's, 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 this is the stuff I'm talking about. And this is just setting up everything for the coming up year. COVID stopped a lot of stuff with us. Uh, we were supposed to be head, the, the artist Crystal Beverly and uh, Sinead Ray Lynn, we were going to be headlining UK Black Pride. But with the COVID, that set us back, you know. But we have other things coming up. Um, Amsterdam uh, and back in the UK. So, you know, we got a lot to look forward to. But my thing is, like I said, I'm just kind of like, I'm not trying to run off and stuff with all this, but uh, I'm excited about a lot of stuff we got upcoming. And like I said, my I don't have an ego with it to say, oh, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. My thing is, look, I love these women. I love the whole, I, I just want to see, uh, especially with the years of me living and being with trans women, and that's all I've ever been attracted to. And then people, you know, that's a whole nother story right there. I had conversations with, uh, um, what's his name from New York Undercover? Uh, Malik Yoba. And Malik and I've had conversations 
you know, he's actually approached me and we became friends on Instagram. So when the next time I'm in New York, uh, we're definitely going to hook up. And I got some things I want him to help us do because he's doing some great things right now. You know, he's still doing production stuff, you know, so. Um, but he approached me because I was just more out there about what I'm doing. And see, I can't, you know, you can't sit back and, and I mean, I never played download stuff. I remember back in the day in Chicago, I was dating a girl that was doing drag and I was the guy that drove all the girls to the shows and carried all that goddamn luggage and all that stuff. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? And, and I was there, you know, and because I saw them with a passion and hope. And that's what drove me to doing what I'm doing. And when these girls came to Atlanta to do the uh, trans empowerment thing, and I seen all the girls from New York and, and there was a platform. And if I was able to help with that platform, then I'm going to do it. Everything. And like I said, if you want to get involved with cosmetics, I'm tell that's going to be a great thing. I already have, I got two salons in Chicago, one in Gary, one in St. Louis, that's already getting ready to have a display of our product. And we're going to be flying out there and we have makeup artists that's going to be out there doing free makeovers. And we got, we got launch parties that's coming up with that. So we have that going on. So. And I'm proud yeah. of the reason that Malik came out as trans attracted. The movie is it trans? Um, the bravery to come out as trans attracted, um, because of you being an inspiration. Oh well, you know, like I said, like when Malik Yoba approached me, you know, I it's like when when uh when Deb and Annie interviewed me on a radio station, I I never even knew the term trans attracted. You know what I'm saying? That was something that came up. But that's all I've ever dated was trans women. And and then, you know, uh, people would ask me why. You know, I mean, and, and I'm very open about it. And when I talk about being verse and things like that, you know, and, you know, a lot of people turn that down. I said, well, well, you know, she got a penis. Well, if she didn't, then I just date a cis woman. You know what I'm saying? So, dumb. you know, how are you going to knock me for what I like? You know, you like carrots. I don't. So can I bash you for that? Your name is Yuri. My name is Stan. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I don't, I don't, I don't have to deal with all that stuff. I'm, I'm, I'm comfortable with who I am. And uh, one thing about it is with me and to be honest with you, to sustain a relationship is kind of hard only because, uh, and, and I understand that because of my involvement with what I do. And it's just hard for other women to deal with that. You know, and I've come to terms with that. And I've been hurt a lot because when I'm in a relationship that I'm loyal in that relationship, but because I'm around a lot of girls, it becomes hard. And that's just part of the downfall about what I do. I miss out on love a whole lot, <laughs> you know? And at some point, you know, and I understand that because I, I, you have to think, could I date me? And, you know, 
it, it that's part of the, the the hard part because I'm doing it for it's it's a business and I'm not in this for you know that's how the reality show wanted me to be. I was in this to just get ass, you know what I'm saying? And that's how they want to portray the reality show. And I just wasn't gonna do it. And I it was a lot of money. But in the long run, and, and, and you know what's so funny? A lot of the girls that uh, got upset with me because after they, we did that interview at uh, B100 Radio with Deb, mm-hmm. they were upset only because I said I wasn't going to be doing this again because of all the shade they threw. And then they cursed me out. Well, we don't need you. We don't need you. We, you know, we we hooking up with her and all this shit. I'm sure somebody needs you. And well, anybody that needs you, um, they can find you on Trans Entertainment Network. But let me say this. Um, you, it was I funny mean, how they called me the next day because when I turned down the reality show, you know, now they calling me, Stan, you really should do it because you can help us. But I got to think about me, too. But I know what you're saying, and we got to cut this. <laughs> I see it. ain't going crazy. <laughs> but anyway, this has been fun. And, uh, you know, I hope that was informative and everything. You know, and uh, Verse TV is a great thing. And this platform is fantastic. And I'm glad you guys have me on. Uh I feel honored that you had me because I would sit back and watch you guys and it's like, damn, they never approached me to do shit. And then <laughs> when you did, I felt honored. So, yeah, I'm honored. To make it simple, just go to transentertainmentnetwork.com and everything is there. You know, and, and all my links, the artists are there, 